You are listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. Awaken Church is a diverse community of authentic love and hope where you can belong as you change and change as you follow Jesus. When I first started out pastoring, I would try to find songs, like music, that uh, they kind of to work into my sermons as illustrations, like the lyrics of the songs. And and uh, and really why, why I kind of drifted to that was because I understood that Jesus told parables as kind of the, the way of connecting into his day. It was like the language of the culture to tell stories. And, and a lot of the stories of my generation were told through pop music. And so that was just kind of a natural for me. But as, as kind of years progressed, I kind of had to grow with that, and uh, the language of the culture became more video than music, and so I began to incorporate video clips in in pretty much every single sermon Uh, for years I did that. And now the culture's changed again, and while, while while music and video are still a part of the culture, the language of the culture has become memes. If we're just being honest, the language of the culture has become memes. And there's a, there's some great memes, and I know on, on the podcast you can't see them, but now I, I found found one that was really like when you go to work and actually do work and not just look at memes all day, you wonder, who am I? (laughs) Maybe that's you. When you go to work and you actually do work instead of looking at memes all day. And sometimes when I'm like working up on the sermon and trying to find the illustrations that kind of fit with where I feel like God's taking us with a certain passage of Scripture, I could just kind of get lost in this trail of memes, like one meme and there's another one and another and another and another. And uh, <laughs> I feel kind of like I get lost in that. And I'm kind of like Dory from uh, Finding Nemo and like, who am I again? <laughs> so, so who am I? Who are you? How do you answer that question? Do you do you ever wrestle with who am I? Do you do you find yourself at times struggling to fulfill the longings within you? A number of years ago, I read a book, and this book is is uh, it's based on this this whole idea. It's based on the story of the prodigal son, and it's based on uh, finding your way back to God, and that's the name of the book. And uh, it's written by Dave and John Ferguson. And I'll give you know full credit where it's due. A lot of the ideas that are going to be in this sermon series for the next five weeks came kind of right out of this book, and, and the understandings that came for there. And, and uh, you know, kind of the, the main idea of the book is our universal longing for love, purpose, and meaning in life can only be fulfilled inside a relationship with God. So regardless of where you are on your journey, you can find your way back to God and, and awaken to living a life that matters. That's what we're calling this series, Awaken to Living a Life That Matters. So today, in the next few weeks, we're going to see there's a universal pattern that awakens us to finding love, finding purpose, and finding meaning in life when we find our way back to God. And so we're going to stay in this, this parable that Jesus told of the prodigal son. Uh, for the next few weeks. I'm going to read the parable today, and then we'll talk about the first part of it. So to illustrate his point further, Jesus tells the people this story. A man had two sons. The younger son told his father, I want my share of your estate now before you die. So his father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. A few days later, this younger son packed all his belongings and moved to a distant land, and there he wasted all his money in wild living. About this time, his money ran out. A great famine swept over the land, and he began to starve. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him, and the man sent him into his fields to feed the pigs. The young man became so hungry that even the pods he was feeding, the pigs looked good to him, and no one gave him anything. 
Finally, he came to his senses, and he said to himself, At home, even us hired servants have food enough to spare, and here I am, dying of hunger. I will go home to my father and say, Father, I've sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. Please take me on as a hired servant. So he returned home to his father, and while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned both against heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But his father said to his servants, Quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet, and kill the calf we've been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast, for the son of mine was dead and is now returned to life. He was lost, but now he is found. So the party began. Now the parable actually is more than one parable. Because it goes on with the next verse, verse 25 of Luke 15, that says, Meanwhile, it talks about the older son of this family. And we're, gonna, we're not going to dig into that part, so we're going like, to not, not, uh, not take the time to read all that today. Um, actually, we're going to focus on those first, 16, or our first few verses, 11 through 16 of Luke 15, for our time together with this big idea. The desire to be loved and to find purpose is intended to lead us back to God. The desire that we all feel to be loved, to find purpose, is intended to lead us back to God. And maybe even in this moment, as you as you kind of ponder your life and where your journey is, you may find yourself thinking, and there's got to be more. There's got to be more. So we awaken to the identity of who we are in Christ. And so here's a few uh, thoughts on, on this on this uh, big idea. We all experience longing. We're, we're, you're not alone in this. We all experience longing. That feeling that there's got to be more, it awakens within us longings deep within our soul. And these longings are so universal that they show up almost everywhere. The stories we write, the art we create, the songs we sing back to the songs. You know, I, if, I was, if I was still, like, I want to illustrate this with songs from my generation, I would say you can't always get what you want because we have this experience for longing. Or, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Because we, we, we experience longing. We're looking for love in all the wrong places. Because we experience longing. We know, these, we know what these songs are about, right? These songs are about, there's got to be more. There are three longings that awaken within us. The first one is this, a longing for love. Longing for love. Glenn Wolf <laughs> holds the record for the most number of marriages in the United States. It's it's twenty nine. <laughs> twenty nine marriages. Wrap your brain around that. His marriage that lasted the longest was eleven years. The shortest only nineteen days. And here's an interesting detail. He was a he's a Baptist minister. And and what I what I wonder is, why didn't Glenn Wolf stop after his fourth or his twenty fourth attempt at marriage? Why did why did he keep trying? Why did why do most of us keep trying? I mean, relationships are hard, right? We get we get hurt, we get dumped, yet we still long for love. Why is it that that when a friend stabs you in the back, you eventually find yourself risking friendship again? Maybe not with that person, maybe so, but you eventually find yourself risking friendship again 
we're all looking for love. And inside all of us is a longing to be loved. And we're longing for purpose. There's a longing for purpose when I, within us. When I was five or six years old, I had a purpose. I longed for purpose in my life at five, five or six years old. And that purpose was to be a cowboy. <laughs> you can, you can uh, blame it on the books that I like to read. You can blame it on uh, like the culture that I was in. You can blame it on, I blame it on the Lone Ranger, the, the old TV show, because it was in, it was in major reruns when I, I mean, I'm, I'm old, but I'm not that old. It was in reruns, and way be, way after it actually aired. But but that black and white show of 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 uh, the Lone Ranger. Now I just I wanted to be a cowboy. It was my purpose. Think back to when you were a kid. What what did you want to be when you grew up? What what would you even think about uh, like, like that you wanted to be when you were when you would grow up? And it's it's because you already had a desire inside you for purpose. You didn't you didn't need a job. You didn't have bills to pay. You're still learning your ABCs. Yet you knew you wanted to accomplish something in this world. There's there's a longing for purpose within us, and there's longing for meaning. Longing for meaning. This is where this big question comes in. Why? We seek answers to that big question, right? The big why questions. I think every one of us has had enough pain and confusion in our lives that, that we at some point ask, why? Why would a good God allow this to happen? What's the point of life? Why on earth am I here? Why does it hurt so much? If pain is causing you to question God, think about this. There is a reason suffering feels wrong and unfair. There is a reason why you feel like your world isn't the way it's supposed to be. God gave you these feelings, and He feels the same way. Your desires to see wrongs made right is put in you by God. We are, we are hard-wired for these longings. The problem isn't that we have these longings or desires. The problem is that we seek to fulfill our longings on our own. The problem is we try to satisfy our longings and answer our questions without God. Here's the good news. Awakening to these longings and to the, the truth of, of where they can be satisfied in, in a relationship with God marks the beginning of your journey back to God. That's good news. Another thing about this whole thing is we're all prodigals. <laughs> I reflect on this story of the prodigal son, and oh my, is it ever my story. Jesus tells what many consider to be one of the greatest short stories in all of literature. It's a story that the, of, of a lost one who has, who has a longing. There's got to be more. There just has to be more than this. How, how have you been the prodigal? How have you experienced that in your life? In the context of this first century Mideastern culture of Jesus, a son's asking for his inheritance early. It was a great disrespect and an insult to his father. This story is, it begins with a great insult and disrespect to the father from the son. A son who expected, a son was expected to care for his parents in their old age. And, and only when the father had passed away would he receive any inheritance. So the son of the story is basically, basically saying, look, dad, I don't really care if you live another day. I just know there's got to be something more and I want it now. Remember, God put these longings within you. 
feeling and think, thinking. There's got to be more. It's, it's, it's what you should feel when you're finding your way back to God. The son in the parable is like so many of us. He, he felt like he had to leave his father to find answers and fulfill his longings. So, so he packed his belongings. He moved to a distant land, and there he wasted all his money in wild living. This is where we find the definition of prodigal. Prodigal literally means wasteful. Wasteful. If the story were set in today, we could imagine the son would be off to some place exciting and exotic, like, like New Orleans or Austin or Rio or, or Natchitoches. <laughs> Wait, you know, Natchitoches, our hometown. This is this is definitely a, an exciting and exotic place, right? I mean, it's the city of lights. You 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 can come and see the demons. <laughs> Okay, there's meat pies. How about that? Meat, the, you know, don't don't uh, don't go down on, on without thinking about the Natchitoches meat pies. Okay, you can't be down on those. <laughs> it didn't take long for for the son to blow everything he had, and, and suddenly his adventure turned ugly. No money, no food. He's he's persuaded. He like, he begs basically a local farmer to hire him, and he's sent to the to feed the pigs. He's sent to feed the pigs. He's so hungry. The stories that Jesus says, even the pig food looked good to him. But no one gave him anything. The longing for love wasn't satisfied in sexuality. The longing for purpose wasn't found in partying. He was left with all kinds of why questions. Why didn't this turn out like I thought it would? Why am I so lonely, broken, empty? Why did I end up in a place like this? Why did I get to do everything I wanted to do and now I have nothing? Maybe this sounds familiar. His story is my story. It's it's likely your story. We're all prodigals. Some more or less dramatic. Some more or less painful. But we all experience the longing for love and purpose and meaning. And at some point, we're all prodigals. And we all need a relationship of unconditional love. We all need a relationship of unconditional love. I've told this story before, and I don't want to lab, you know, belabor it by, by, by saying it again. But, but to understand God as a father... I didn't really get. I would read. I understand Jesus calls him Father, and we should call him Abba Father. And you know, I and, until I like studied the, theology and those kind of things and languages, I didn't really understand where Jesus was going with this and the importance of Jesus referring to God as Father, um, as he as he did. I just knew that we were supposed to see. You know, he's our Father God. God, he's our Father in heaven. And I had a great. I have a great dad. I have, you know, absolutely. But it was so many haven't, and so many struggle with seeing God as a father, because of you know a not so great, or maybe no relationship at all with their earthly father. But it was in the birth of my sons that I understood it. My firstborn son, when Christian was born. I mean, that's over two decades ago now. I'll never forget that feeling, that that moment. When he, when he was the exact moment, he, he was born and took his first breath of oxygen. I, I got it. I got it. There's nothing. There's nothing I wouldn't do for this one. There's, there's nothing this one could do to make me not love him. It's an unconditional love. Will I, will I be angry at times? Will I be sad? Will my heart get broken? Will I get mad? Yeah, absolutely. Will I get it wrong? Absolutely. But I understood God's love in that moment. 
And, and it's because we, we all need, one of those universal longings we have is a relationship of unconditional love. Father is a great symbolic name for who God is. It doesn't mean God is male because God is spirit. But, but the cultural symbolism of, of, of the day of Jesus, it's, it's of a father who provides for every longing his children have. How is God like a good father to us? Jesus, Jesus told this story to help each of us find our way home, back, back to God, back to our Heavenly Father. This brings up uh, the question. It's the question. It's a question you'll have to answer probably over and over again. That's my experience. Where will you go to satisfy your God-giving longings? Where will you go to satisfy these longings in there? Because will, they, will these longings draw you closer to God or away from God? You have to choose where you go to satisfy your God-given longings. We feel like God is calling awaken church to a very specific purpose. Awakening people to life-changing relationship with Jesus and then equipping them to awaken others. That's the purpose we have here. Awakening people to a, to a life-changing relationship with Jesus and then equipping them to awaken others. And this is all about finding your way back to God and awakening to living a life that matters. This series is based on Jesus parable of the prodigal son. It's basically the, in the DNA of Awakened Church. has been from day one. This is about that time in your life when you find your way back to God and grow in a relationship with Him. And it's also about our ongoing journey, finding your way back to God. It's a life-growing process. I mean, it's not just a lifelong process, but a life-growing process because you grow as you go. It's a spiritual journey. It's an awakening to our identity as a child in Christ, a child of God in Christ. Maybe maybe you've wandered away from home. Time after time, you've forgotten God. Maybe you've completely turned your back on God. And over the next few weeks, we're going to be looking at five awakenings that happen during almost everyone's life journey, almost everyone's spiritual journey. Today, today we've been talking through the first one, Awaken to Identity. This, uh, this is all about recognizing our longing for love and purpose and meaning that will never be satisfied in running from God, but running toward God. Blaise Pascal is the 17th century mathematician, and uh, he's considered one of the greatest intellects in history. Pascal had, had an, an experience with God that awakened a passion within him to help others find their way back to God. He began to challenge others to wager on God, like to place a bet. He dared people. He's like, make a bet that there is a God who loves you. If you're right, you have everything to gain. But if you're wrong, you have nothing to lose. Maybe a bet that, make a bet that God is real. Blaise Pascal. So here's the next step. Pray to God. Open yourself up to finding God in a deeper, life-changing way. Pray as if God were real every day for thirty days. Make this ch- take this challenge, and we're gonna we're, we're gonna uh, every week when we talk about the next steps, we're gonna remind ourselves of this challenge every day for thirty days. And and, and we'll have a I'll give you a prayer for the week, and you can make it your own word it your own way. But here's this week's prayer: God, make yourself real to me. Awaken in me the ability to see that you're what's missing from my life. When I feel like something's missing in my life, God, make yourself real to me and awaken in me the ability to see that you are what's missing in my life. God, Lord, make yourself real to us. 
as we thank you for this this moment that we spend together today make yourself real to us lord awaken in us the ability to see that that when we feel like there's just something missing in life that it's you that's it's you that's missing and lord may we find ourselves finding our way back to you time and time again and walking with you as you awaken us to our identity as your children lord we love you so much in jesus name amen thank you for listening to the awaken natchitoches podcast it's our hope that you have been encouraged by today's message find out more about awaken church at awakenla.church or find us on twitter instagram and facebook at awaken church la